Hey, I'm Paul and welcome to the Son of Man podcast. This is a podcast for ambitious Christians who are working towards their God dreams. For me, God has put it on my heart to end homelessness in New Zealand. So join me on this journey as I talk with experts about how we can learn more about God, dive deeper into our finances, have better relationships, work smarter, set better goals and live healthier lives so we can achieve our God dreams. If this is something you're interested in, make sure you follow this podcast on whatever platform you're currently listening to this on. Without further ado, let's get right into this week's episode. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode number 35 of the Son of Man podcast. And today I'm talking to Shana Rattler, and she's a author and a speaker who empowers believers to partner with God uh, to move into a greater destiny. She's passionate about helping others develop a deeper understanding of God and the identity they have in Him. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about kingdom authority. And turns out, I didn't know as much as I thought I didn't know about this topic. I promise you, you're going to learn some stuff, learn how God. God has given us all certain authority on this earth to do his calling and other stuff. Um, so without further ado, it's going to be an amazing episode for you. Here is the Son of Man podcast, episode number 35 with Shana Rattler. Hey, Shana Rattler, welcome to the Son of Man podcast. How are you? I am so honored to be here. I'm having a great day. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you for jumping on. Today, we're going to be talking about unlocking your kingdom authority, talking about having more, being more, and doing more. Um, before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, and your background? Absolutely. So my name is Shana Rattler. I'm founder of a God Shift movement where we empower committed Christians to be able to get their their prayers answered faster. So, you know, there's a lot of things that you can probably read in my bio on my website. I have a podcast, a television show, books, all the things. But at the end of the day, Paul, I just consider myself to be a courageous, life-changing child of God that is really just committed to helping other believers understand the identity and the authority that we actually have in God. Perfect. Well, speaking of that, um, before we get too far into it, why don't we just define kingdom authority a little bit? What do you mean by that? Yeah. So my definition of kingdom authority is it's basically our birthright as a child of God to be able to make things happen in Mm. our lives by partnering with what scripture says. It doesn't take away from who God is, but here's the thing, like we have a role to play in God's will for our lives. And there's things that we can expect him to do. And likewise, there's things that he expects us to do. But beyond his expectations of us, it tells us over 44 times in the Bible that we have dominion and authority. And I love um, John 14 and 12, where it says, greater works than these shall you do in my name. But it follows up and says, because I'm going with the father. So when I read that, I think to myself, Mm. okay, God is already in heaven. When Jesus left earth, he was going to heaven to be with the Father. And the only thing that was left here with us was the Holy Spirit that actually gives us power and authority to not only do what Jesus did, but to do even more than what he did. And it just, it blows my mind, the number of believers that don't realize that we have authority that has been given to us by God. And we just sit back for him to do it all. Right. You mentioned really quickly, you mentioned that God, there's a part of the equation where God does his stuff and there's a part of the equation where we do our stuff. What sort of things? Like, do you have a few examples of what we're called to do? Absolutely. So, you know, it tells us that we are commissioned to spread the goodness of, of Jesus to other people. It tells us that we have the authority over Satan. It tells us that we have the authority to speak a thing that has not happened as if it, if it has. It tells us that we have the authority to declare the end from the beginning. Um, you know, like there's so many things that if there's something that hasn't happened in our lives, it's usually because it's something that we have not done. 
that we actually have the authority mm. to not just sit back and allow things to just happen to us as as it comes, but we have the authority to take control of our lives in so many ways. Yeah, and that, that, like I totally agree. Um, to get practical, like how does this impact our lives? Like what, like how do we apply it to our lives? I guess is what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, so a couple of different things, you know, like there's so many things in our lives that disrupt us. Like there's a lot of unexpected circumstances that come into our lives that we don't have little little to any control over, but we do have control mm -hmm. as to how we respond to them. Sometimes it's a loss of a person or a job, you know, it can be a traumatic experience, it can be, you know, your house burned down, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't expect. There's also a lot of times that there's delay that is on our lives. And so the way that this can impact our lives is that it can actually, if we don't learn what our role is in God's will for our lives, and we don't learn how to operate in that authority, then that disruption that was really an invitation to another level of destiny is not ever really going to get us where it is that God desires for us to be, or we're going to continue to be frustrated because those things have been delayed. So it's really up to us, you know, how we respond to the invitations that God uses to be able to get our attention. Mm. Okay, so for example, say we something like that did happen, our house burnt down or something traumatic happened in our lives, we lost someone we love. How do we use kingdom authority? What's like the action steps? Like what do we do with it? Right. So write this down, you guys. So I have what's called the ABCs to unlock heaven. The A stands for align. Mm. Let's be clear. We're not talking about new age stuff. We're not talking about being egotistical and edging God out. You very first have to be aligned mm. with God's will, his word, and his ways. That's the A. B is believe. It's not just enough to believe that God is able, but do you believe that he will, will do it for you? And do you believe everything that the Bible says about you. Like I said, dominion and authority is mentioned in the Bible 44 times. So do you believe that that actually mm -hmm. applies to you? And then the most important one is C, and that's confession. I believe that the most powerful weapon that we have as believers is right here. It's our mouths. But so often our mm -hmm. speech is not in alignment with what it is that we're believing for and what it is that God says that we All can right. have. So when you think about the scriptures that says, speak those things as weren't, it, that, that weren't as though, as though they were. Isaiah 46 and 10 says that the Lord declared the end from the beginning. So we have to make sure that we're actually declaring things out of our mouths that align with what it is that we want and not what it is that we don't want, even if it's our current reality. You know, at the time of this recording, inflation is through the mm. roof, like eggs are $7 a dozen. But I mm. can't be believing God for increase <laughs> right. and in the next breath complain about how expensive eggs are. It doesn't work like that. I have to make sure mm. that every single thing that comes out of my mouth is actually declaring what I desire and what I promise and not the opposite of that. And so when it comes to kingdom authority, first it starts with what we believe in our minds, but what comes out of my out of our mouths is what is really creating, you know, our reality. And so if I gave any advice, I'd say watch your mouth. <laughs> make sure that you're not saying anything, <laughs> not even joking about things that you don't really want to see right. the reality of. Yeah, and that's tough. I think it's super easy to be like, yeah, I was just joking. Like you just mess around a little bit and you don't take it too seriously. But the impact that actually has on what your thoughts and your mind and it has a bigger impact than what you think. And I know you're nodding because I know you, you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Um, believe, yeah, so you've got ABC Align, Believe, Confession. Um, I just want to 
dive a little bit deeper into align, do you mean by that aligning with like, so how I would assume you mean is aligning your thoughts and stuff with the scripture and the word of God. Is there any other layers to that that I'm missing or anything? That, that's the basics of it. You know, you have to think about what does God's word say? And you need to be aligned mm. with that. And the reason why that's important is because of this day and age, there's so much new age stuff that's out there. People are believing in crystals and sage and praying to their ancestors and yoga and all this crap that is actually having the opposite effect i won't go into Mm. you know the demonic you know too deeply here but a lot of the things that we are putting our trust in these days is actually having the opposite effect of what it is that we actually are are doing it for so we first have to be aligned with god's word we have to be aligned with his ways and his will. This is, you know, obviously this doesn't work if you're coveting somebody's husband, right? You can't, you, you can't be doing anything that's contrary to what it is that, that mm. God desires for our lives because this is not a form of manipulation. This is not a form of, you know, forcing God to do something that he doesn't want to do or before he's ready. It's just, you know, this tandem partnership of even at work, if we're working on a project, it's never the sole responsibility of the leader to do everything. Everybody on the team has a role to play. But since we've been taught that God is so powerful, um, I think it allows us to undercompensate for things that it is that we can be doing. We can be praying for a miracle, but if God opens the door, we, you know, we have to be able to walk through it. So when I say align, it is being in alignment with exactly what the word says, but it's, it's also being in alignment with God's will for your life and his way of doing things. Right. So if someone's listening to this podcast today and it's like, hmm, like, yes, I want more of this. Basically, I mean, those would probably be the steps, right? Align, believe, and confess, like, believe what you're saying and stuff. But are there any steps, like, to access kingdom authority that we haven't talked about? Or is there anything that we've missed about how to get more of this in our lives? Or do we just believe? That Those are the main steps. But nothing ever mm-hmm. comes down to the doing. You first have to make a choice in your mind that you actually believe that you have this authority and you have to begin to build that muscle because it takes habit. Mm. You know, I've talked to people recently that they're like, I never even knew I had authority. Or yes, some of those scriptures that you named, I've read them, but I never really understood how it applied to me. Or, you know, my, my church is not necessarily empowering me, you know, to operate in authority. Everybody just tells you to pray and trust God. Well, Obviously, I'm not saying don't pray, and obviously, I'm not saying trust God, but we also can't sit by and wait idly on him to do everything. I heard someone say, like, God can't do it without us, but he, no, we can't do it without God, but he won't do it without us. He actually desires to co-create with us, and, you know, this is not like, you know, like a dictatorship. So even though the steps of align, Mm. believe, and confess are the are the building blocks you first have to make a choice in your mind to to declare that you have that authority and be committed to actually showing up like the authority that you have and recognizing you know that you you have the keys but you got to put them in the lock it doesn't do any good if i say hey paul i'm not going to be there (laughs) when you get there but the key is under the mat and then I get here and you're standing right. outside and you didn't use the key. Like, what is the what is the point? So you got to make a decision yeah. because it, it truly is a choice. Are we going to allow life to just continue to happen to us? Or are we going to say, okay, God, what do you want me to see? What do you want me to learn? And maybe where is it that you need me to be next? And now I'm going to do my part in getting there. Yeah. 
what do you think for people who are Christian but they struggle to believe that they do have this authority? Like, a Christian, they have a relationship with God, but they're struggling with the thought of, or they have an experience in their lives that they have kingdom authority and they have power to do God's work. How do you encourage people to believe that and trust that and to put that light in their hearts? I can't make anybody believe anything that they don't believe. But here's what I can say. You can argue right. with my data, but you can't, you know, most people will argue with your data, but they won't argue with their own. But if you're a believer, I hope that you're inclined to believe what's in the Bible. And so I want you to start with Genesis 1 and 26, right. when it says that we're going to make man in my image and in my likeness. You know, he goes on in Genesis to say that he's given us dominion over every single thing that it is. So this is not even a New Testament thing. Um, look up what right. are scriptures around dominion and authority. There's at least 44 of them. Read them until you believe it. Stick it up on post-it post mm. notes and say it until you believe it. But belief is something that's internal. Like belief is what we think and faith is what we do. And I can't make you believe anything. However, I can tell you that it's in there 44 times. And if I'm inclined to believe part of the Bible, then I'm inclined to believe all of it. So read those 44 scriptures over and over and over again until you believe it. If you don't, there's something that is blocking you that's probably blocking you in moving forward powerfully in other areas of your life as well. There's, you know, limiting beliefs that you have. Maybe you've been through something traumatic and you believe you're not worthy. You know, if somebody tells you this color is red and you still don't believe that it's red, there's something internally or mentally that's blocking you that you probably need to get the help from, from a, even a counselor or a therapist or a spiritual leader to try to figure out why am I having such a hard time believing something that is black and white? Right, yeah. I think that's a great point. I love that you brought up the, like, just read the scriptures over and over until you believe it. There's something super common. Some people probably don't even do that often. You Like, people are aware that that's a thing. But, like, oh, yeah. don't actually actionably do that. Um, do you think there's any, like, common misconceptions around kingdom authority? Is there anything that you've noticed within people who they believe something and you're like, mm, that's not actually true. Yeah, I actually, I was being interviewed on somebody's podcast about four or five months ago and I was talking about the authority mm -hmm. they have and she's like, so are you saying we're Jesus? And I said, well, no, but kinda, <laughs> you know, the word tells us that we're heirs of Christ, which means that I'm his child. Oh. And, if, and if Jesus is also his child, that means I'm his sibling. And so most times, unless there's some excommunication, you usually have the same authority as siblings that we all do. And it tells us in John 14 and 12, I'll say it again, that Jesus said, greater works than these sh you know, shall you do in my name. And so, no, I'm not Jesus, but I yeah. do have the same um, authority that he has. It, it's God's power. It's our authority. So I think that's one of the things I run into. I also run into, um, I actually spoke with a lady um, about two weeks ago now, and she said that growing up, she had always been taught about God in terms of like inferior and superior. And God is such a superior being that by this whole notion of like, we can do some of what he does and that we have, um, even the ability to be able to partner with him was just a foreign concept to her because she had always been taught like on the level of hierarchy, like God is this supreme being and I'm this inferior little inkling that's down here that has little to no worth. And so it, so she was really struggling, you know, with the notion of that. So those, those are some of the most common things that I have ran into is that for many people, this is just a new concept. And they're going to have to know more right. about it and sit a little bit more with it until they realize like, oh, wow, she's right. We really have been given authority by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us power.
Yeah. Is there anything that, like, I'm just thinking off the top of my head now, is there anything that Jesus was capable of doing that we are not capable of doing through him? I'm going to say no, and here's why. Because it's not our power that is actually doing the work. Let's take laying on of hands right. and, and healing the sick. I, as Shana, mm-hmm. don't have any power to heal the sick, but I have the authority to lay hands mm. on the sick and for them to be healed by God's power. So right. we're not taking God's power, but God has given us authority to utilize his power in the same ways that, that he uses it. So me in and of myself, I don't have the power to do anything that, that he can do. Mm. But it's almost like, um, again, if I give you the key to my house, I've now given you the same level of access to my home that I, as the owner, has. It doesn't mean that it now becomes your house, but it does mean that you have the authority to access it. And it's the same way with God's power. It doesn't necessarily become our power, but we have the authority to utilize it because we are, you know, his child. And he said that that's what we can do. Yeah, I think that's an important clarification that I didn't even think about making until you put that up. So I think that's super important. Um, I think we've we've obviously talked a lot about kingdom authority, and I think that's most of the things I wanted to ask. Do you have any like anything that you think we've missed, or anything that you think is important that you wanted to throw in here? You know, one of the things that I you know that we hit on a little bit in the beginning is that mm-hmm. God uses things in our lives to get our attention because many of us are pursuing the wrong place. Right. Sometimes it's a physical place. Sometimes it's our relationships, our mindsets, anything that we're putting energy into that is not on the path that God has planned for us. He's going to get our attention to let us know that there's a there's new levels of destiny that awaits us. But the question is, is that how are we going to respond to that invitation? And so we've talked a lot about the authority that we have in responding to the invitation to those new levels of destiny. But what I would say is, is that get the information that you need that's going to help you shift from wherever it is that you're wherever it is that you are to where it is that you need to be and sometimes it's in who you're what you're doing who you're become you know what it is that you're doing who it is that you're becoming your mindset but what i know is that for every day that we don't access the wisdom and information that we need is actually a day delay to answer the amazing life that's calling us and for for some of us it's not because our life has been bad For some of us, you know, we've accomplished everything it is that we've set out to do, but there's still deeper levels in God that we can go and higher dimensions that he wants to take us in. So we just have to realize that it's time for us to get off the sidelines and get in the game and partner with God so that we can have more, be more, do more. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't want to get to heaven and see those boxes that they said will be on the shelf that had a blessing that God wanted to give us, but he couldn't give us. If, and if he, there's something he doesn't give me, yeah, I right. definitely don't want it to be because there was something that I could have done, I could have done about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think those are some great points. I think with Kingdom Authority, I'm like, yeah, I have that. Well, that's in the Bible. I get that. But actually talking to you about it, I think it's definitely opened my eyes to like more specifically in how to apply it to my life and how much we have through God to yeah. do in this world and I think a lot of people I hope there's going to be a bit of an awakening to a bit of like a wake up call and that you have like more authority than you believe not because you have power but because God has power and he does yeah. it through you so I think yeah. a lot of people will learn a lot from this podcast um, do you have any final thoughts before we head to rapid fire questions 
that that's basically it you know like just do it you know rec- mm-hmm. you know re- if you don't if you if before you listen to this podcast you had no idea what what your god given authority was learn the scriptures read the scriptures until you're certain that you know you have it and then practice using it and the best way that you can practice using it that is very practical mm. for everyone to do it's not necessarily easy is with your mouth i want you to look back over some of the things that you know you've said just in the last 24 hours that are not in alignment with what it is that you're agreeing with and begin to make sure that you're at least saying the things that it is that you want to see keep saying what it is that you see until you see what it is that you say right and that's come down to you have to align that with what god with his word and his scripture and you have to believe it and then then you confess that with your mouth absolutely absolutely perfect um okay well i think this has been incredibly helpful podcast for a lot of people and to finish off i always like to do some rapid fire just to get a better understanding of what you're into where you sort of get your knowledge from if i don't know if that's why but i'm just curious into people's sort of backgrounds uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you a few a couple questions that I think would be interesting to understand the answer to. Um, I don't. I, I assume you're quite the reader. Um, I have no idea though. But if I was to ask you what your favorite book is, what do you think that would be? Three feet from gold. I think. Mm. I think so many of us give yeah. up way too soon, right before right. we're at our breakthrough moment is when we yeah. quit. So I like Three Feet from Gold. Do you know who wrote that? Um, no, it's the people who run Napoleon Hill's foundation now. Um, Mark, somebody, oh, and Sharon Lecker, I believe, but I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Okay, nice. Um, I don't know how much of a podcast person you are, I know you've been on a lot. Um, do you have a favorite podcast that you like to listen to while you're commuting or anything? I don't listen to a ton of pod- podcasts, which is probably not good for somebody who has a podcast, <laughs> but I really like a podcast called By His Grace. <laughs> Um, Misty Phillip is the, is the host of that. Um, it's one of the podcasts that's in the top 3% in the world. I've actually had the pleasure of being on there, but I really like not only just the topics that she discusses, but I love her way of interviewing as well. Nice. I've, what's it called by, say, what was it called again? By His Grace. By His Grace. Nice. I'm going to look at that one. Um, okay, this is an interesting one. If you have could have a mentor, dead or alive, anyone in the world, you can't say God because that's a cheap answer. Um, who would your who would that be? I would say it would be my dad. So we're recording this uh-huh. episode in February, and I buried my dad mm-hmm. last May. And so uh, my father true. was one of those people that I always went to for like wisdom, wisdom and advice. And I probably wouldn't have mm-hmm. answered this question like that, you know. Too, too far before now, but even today, I have a very important decision to make, and in processing what I need to process to make that decision, my dad would have been the number one person that I would have called to kind of tease out the idea and you know process it with, and obviously, I don't have him to, to do that anymore, and it's yeah. going to be very difficult um, for anybody to fill that space, so if I could be mentored by anybody, I would say, I need a little bit more time with my daddy. Mm. I'm sorry to hear that, but that's that's probably one of the best answers I've heard. Um, not to not to throw anyone else under the bus, but that, that, that's probably the most unique answer as well. Um, if people want to learn more about you and your resources and your um, your show and everything, where can people go to find that sort of information? 
Yeah, so I would love to give the audience a free gift. We've talked a lot about shifting. You know, the name of my ministry and my platforms are called A God Shift. But what I know is that every Mm. single one of us are shifting in some areas of our lives. And if you find yourself in a situation where God is asking you to shift, there are going to be four shifts that are going to be required during that process. We talked a lot about being who we become during our shifting process is one of them, but there are three others. And so I wrote a free guide called When God Says Shift, and they can get that at GodSaysShift.com. Again, that's GodSaysShift.com. It's completely free. Um, but our website is a God Shift. And so if you want to learn more about where we are on social media, it's all called a God Shift. If you want to more learn, learn more about the podcast, the book, the television show, you can get all of that information on our website, A God Shift. Perfect. And we'll have links to all that sort of stuff in the description wherever people are listening to this on all the platforms on YouTube everywhere. Uh, well, Shana, thank you so much for jumping on. I think people are going to learn, I've learned a lot from this. I know people are going to learn a lot from this. Um, thank you for your time. It's been super valuable to me and to a lot of people. Thank you for what you're doing in other people's lives um, and with your show and everything. Um, thank you so much for jumping on. I really appreciate it and all the best. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much for checking out this week's episode of the Son of Man podcast. I hope it brought you as much value as it did to me. And if you did enjoy it, I'd really appreciate if you could leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to this. It really helped more ambitious Christians just like yourself all around the world get some of this knowledge that we discussed today. Also, if you'd like to dive deeper into any of the topics we discussed today, I've actually got a free private Facebook group uh, that is filled with people just like yourself, people who are trying to achieve their God dreams, that you can head over. The link will be in the show notes or in the description below and go check that out. Anyway, guys, hope you have a great day. I'll be back here next time, same time, same place, next week. And I'll see you guys there. Peace out.